rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Muscle Hamas Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. Boy, do I have a special episode for you this week. This is one of the episodes I've been waiting for. Waiting, waiting, just waiting to happen. We finally made it happen. Uh, my good buddy and old chum, Mr. Mike Herrera, lead singer of MXPX, lead singer of Tumble Down, host of the Mike Herrera Hour. He is today's special guest on today's episode. I uh, was very fortunate enough that when I very first started booking shows at the Triple Nickel in Colorado Springs, one of the first, uh, one of the first six months of working there, Tumble Down came through and played with uh, Simon and Go Fuck Yourself. Just trying to think of the band. Uh, featuring Mike Mullen of Neutral Boy. Uh, John Snodgrass set this whole bad boy up. Uh, John, of course, is one of the lead singers of Drag the River. He had given Mike Herrera my phone number, and I get a random phone call one day. And uh, it's Mike Herrera from MXPX, and I was kind of blown away. Now, I have to be completely honest with you guys. I grew up, you know, I'm 32, about to be 33 years old. And the time I grew up in the pop punk scene, or just the punk rock scene in general, in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, Christian punk rock was not very fashionable. And that's what MXPX had been known for. Um, needless to say, since getting to know Mike and jumping in headfirst into his back catalog, I've, I've kind of learned that, man, those guys ruled. They influenced so many of my uh, favorite bands today and since. And uh, really, I mean, other than what they practice and believe in, the songs aren't overtly preachy, and uh, they're not really all that Christian in the uh, traditional Bible-thumping sense of the word. They're just good dudes playing good songs and uh, following their guts and whatnot. And uh, I really regret passing judgment upon them at that time and uh, not being a fan. So... Mike, I apologize. I love the stuff now. Uh, eating it up, and I wish I had back in the day because I, I, would, I would have a different level of appreciation for it. Uh, but Mike's a really killer guy, and as we talk about in today's show, I, I've been just in our encounters blown away at how honest, cool, and genuine he is. And uh, it was a really honest to goodness pleasure to sit down and talk to him. Hopefully we can do this again soon because we only had about 30 minutes to do the, today's interview. And uh, I really wish we could have sat down for another hour, hour and a half. But uh, he, we mentioned at the end of the episode that maybe I will appear on the Mike Herrera hour soon. So if you think that's a good idea, if you like today's interview, today's episode, please uh, tweet Mike Herrera on Twitter. I, I'll post his uh, actual Twitter uh, account on the Mostly Harmless Facebook page. Let them know that you want me on uh, the Mike Herrera Hour. And uh, if you're new to the show, please visit MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. I have links to all the um, all of Mike Herrera's many, many, many projects you can find on the webpage. Uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a little iTunes love. Give us a little uh, four or five stars. Whatever you feel you heart deserves something sorry guys I'm, I'm also super super sick right now recording this intro and uh maybe doped up out of my mind on uh cold meds um previously we had mentioned that this week's episode would be a double hitter episode with mike herrera and james deweese of reggie and the full effect and get up kids unfortunately next week's episode fell through so rather than skip next week and have a double episode this week we're just going to push the J james deweese episode to next week so come back next week uh listen to me ramble with james deweese from reggie and the full effect and get up kids and uh, that's a pretty fun, interesting little interview. And uh, I, that's another one I wish had gone on far longer than it did. But, hey, it's all right. This is the business. This is the life we have chose to lead, buddies. So, okay, uh, I'm going to quit rambling because I feel like I have rambled way too long. All right, we're going to go ahead and open up this interview up with a uh, tumble down song. Uh, this is one of my favorite tumble down songs, and it's called Arrested in El Paso. El Paso! 
So let's kick this off. How was uh, how was your brushing your teeth experience? Uh, I feel much better. Great, great, great. Um, so you've been in Denver since what? Last night you got in around what midnight? We got in around eleven oh five, and we waited over a half hour for our, our shuttle to the hotel. But oh, once we, we got there, I was I was gonna go to bed. Everybody else wanted to eat, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go eat with these guys. We went off, we went across the street to this Irish pub type restaurant and we got she was like five minutes till the kitchen closes so we barely got in there got ourselves some questionable grub <laughs> and uh, they, were doing, they were doing karaoke uh, in the bar really rowdy drunk karaoke it looked like a lot of fun I enjoyed watching a little bit uh, but all the words were changed to like they did hey there Delilah but as hey there vagina and all the lyrics were different you know of course having to do with I want to I want to punish you you know I got these funny little lines and then uh, they ended it off with Kokomo but it was uh, what was it uh, I was just I just tweeted about it too oh uh, yeah. I read it too and I have already forgotten that quick <laughs> I know it's a Kokomo think of something horrible yeah yeah <laughs> how, how was your day in Denver? You guys went to we, uh, Casa Bonita. Was we, it everything you wanted to We went to Casa Bonita. Yeah, I'd never been there. I've been to Denver so many times. And I'm with the you know with these guys from Switzerland. So they're like, oh, yeah, we knew about it from, from South, South Park. Park yeah. And I love South Park, but I just haven't seen that many episodes. I just, I just, where's the time? I just don't have the time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the sweet sounds of liberty behind us. Uh, we got the uh, Potato Pirates sound checking, so yeah. it's it's a good vibe. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Just started blizzarding. 
We went to Casa Bonita. We went to a dispensary. We went to yeah. Illegal Pete's. We went to uh, we went to sit. Uh, we went to Twist and Shout Records. You guys had a busy day. We we should have done this hours oh, ago over. instead of the time crunch, but that's all right. Yeah. Oh wow. Well. No. Every should've... everything is a time crunch. I did it. Yeah. We went to Color uh, uh, oh, I got a got some for my daughter. How was uh so you're in Washington where dispensaries well marijuana is legal do you yes. guys have dispensaries yet we legal have medical dispensaries, dispensaries. Cool. uh I don't think they have them the same here where you yeah. can you but yet. I mean it is legal though I mean I think yeah. they're setting up the system how, um, how was your experience for the first legal dispensary it was fine we almost got arrested at the end but really uh, yeah well we may or may not have like as soon as we got to the parking lot, opened everything and started oh, like yeah. checking it out, and that's a, it's completely illegal. Oops. And uh, you know we were at illegal Pete's, and then we were at illegal doing illegal things. <laughs> but uh, that the, the there's a state trooper that is in every I think every recreational type dispensary to check ID or whatever. And they they probably check you for a record your record if you have warrants they'll arrest you. You know it's like oh great, but. Wow. Uh, I wasn't too worried about that. I don't have any warrants that I know of. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, he came out and he kind of warned us. He's like, there's there's no, like, getting out early. It's like a 23-hour mandatory lockup if you go to jail. And if another police officer saw you guys in the parking lot, they'd arrest you. So, please, oh. I would just get out of here. <laughs> and we're like, oh, sorry, thank you for letting us know. We immediately got in the car. And right then, literally, he must have known there was somebody coming by. Or just knows that they come by yeah. often. But... A police, a police officer just yeah. came straight into the parking lot and started parking. Fun. Time to get out of there. Yeah. I don't know what they do. I mean, maybe they, maybe it's like a thing where they they uh, just wait for people, and if they look kind of stoned or something and they're driving, then they just pull them over. We had sober drivers, though, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, not – nobody, even in the crew, really smokes. It's just yeah. we wanted to check when it out. you can, yeah. why not? Yeah, um, exactly. It's yeah. legal. Yeah. Should be should be legal everywhere. Okay. So I was trying to remember the last time I actually saw you. I think it was, I think it was when Tumble Down toured with Two Cow Garage. You guys played the Triple Nickel triple that nickel. I used to, quote unquote, run. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I always may- love it up there. Or maybe it was the uh, Drag the River tour with Son of a Bitch in the House. I'm not sure which one was last. I think yeah. I don't where, know where I was running merch for Drag the River, and you guys played uh, Tumble Down played Bremerton and Seattle, but. I, I think that was later. I think yeah, that was the last maybe. time I saw you. I can't remember. Yeah, because it was such a man. It was such a drunken time. Thanks for uh, coming out, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be back in Denver, so back in Colorado. Yeah. So through those travels with like Drag of the River and working at uh, the Triple Nickel and meeting people like you, I was like, "Fuck, dude, I got to start interviewing bands again." Then I discovered Marin. I started doing podcasts. Yes. You do your own podcast. I do. Yeah, yeah. it's called the My Career Hour on uh, every Friday night on Adobe Radio. Also on iTunes. Station, also on, yep. Which is where I, I, I listen to it on iTunes. Cool, yeah. I'm an iTunes guy. Yeah, so I just, you know, it, it is a lot of just music stuff, but it's also politics. And I kind of go back and forth. I get tired of politics, and I feel like I'm being bitchy about it. So I'll lay off it, and then I'll come back to it. Someone will rile me up, and I get back into it. So. I, I don't talk about politics at all. I just care about you. I just want to know about you. I want to know how you work. That's nice. So, um... So yeah, so all week long I've been listening to the Micro Era Hour. I, I apologize for not giving it a, a chance earlier. Um, oh no, I just finally sat down this week and just immersed myself, and I love it. Um, I like that. I was listening. I interviewed Charlie Paulson myself on my show. 
you interviewed Charlie from Goldfinger too. Yeah. And I like that you guys and me and him bonded over a mutual love of Mark Marin, and it seems like you guys. Oh yeah, we talk about it too. And I like that yours is a lot more free flowing. You don't really seem to have any questions planned. You just kind of go for it. Yeah. Um, I I have a list of questions, but I'm going to try because I've been listening to you for so much. I'm going to try to do a little bit more free flowing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, to be honest, like I listen to a lot of not just Marin, but I listen to Joe Rogan right. and a couple other people. Um, yeah, just I, I like the way the way those guys do it over there. It's just a conversation, yeah. and it can go in crazy directions. It could be about you know whatever whatever interests you or the guest and. I kind of just felt like that's what I want to do, you know, rather than there's all types of podcasts. That's the cool yeah. thing is I listen to podcasts that have questions and I listen to podcasts that don't. But I was like, what's easier for me? Oh, no questions. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the structure. Yeah. I like the structure of the question, 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 beginning, middle, end. So yeah. Kind of thing. But I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it a little bit different, but I got the questions prepared when we fall in silent words here. But um, <laughs> so how do you prepare? I mean, so how do I prepare for the I podcast? Mean, you've or done the... thousands and thousands of thousands of interviews. I'm sure probably a good percentage of them. Not very good. Oh yeah, um, plenty of. So, what is it like to turn the microphone around and you be the one asking the questions, you being the one talking? It's interesting. Sometimes I take it pretty seriously, and sometimes I just don't have time to prepare or stuff like that. But um, by preparing, I mean not questions, but like I do sit there and I think, what do I kind of want to talk about today? So I do prepare that much. Um, for the most part, a lot of times it's what am I online reading about? What's what's crazy or fantastic or horrible <laughs> or something we got to stop you know like i think it's so cool that you know the war in syria uh or didn't happen as far as like the u.s involvement of it and i know that you know there's obviously special ops and secret ops and stuff that probably did happen but as far as uh the general openness of the american people saying no we don't want a war in syria fuck that like this is too much you guys are crazy we're being run by megalomaniacs by yeah, by these crazy, power-obsessed, money-hungry, warmongering people. And, and, and at the same time, like I, I think, obviously, people should protect themselves, countries, yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, it's, I live in two worlds. I live in, in the world I wish was, was real. And then, of course, I, I do live in reality where <laughs> I know that you know, just voting one way is not going to change the world or just... Just tweeting about some issue isn't necessarily going to change the world, but in this case, it kind of did. Like with Syria, like it was a huge groundswell of online activism. Uh, they call it like a couch. I don't know couch protesting or couch activism. I don't know what the proper term is coined, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it actually kind of worked with Syria. So I was really happy, and you know, just things. I think the government or, or corporations or whoever it is that's making decisions. And it's not like some like masked, you know, <laughs> madman behind all the scenes. I think it's just individual people that kind of have their own self interests. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but uh, people have self interests. You know, they want to help out their friends, they want to help out their family, and they want to help out people that help them. And it's just like that sort of capital cronyism kind of deal. It really is. You know, you could talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, but it's just a human nature kind of thing. Yeah. And that's why things have kind of just gotten so fucked up over the years. Um, it's not like they're just bad now. It's just things kind of just slowly move in a direction. And it's hard to sort of go back the other way, especially politically. Things move pretty slow as it is. Um, but I, f I found that, like, with some of these laws, they're, they're starting to realize, okay, we need to keep 
is much quiet on some of these bills that are passing that or that we'd like to pass make up other things i mean i'm getting into conspiracy theory territory when i talk about why is this why did justin bieber just get arrested at the right. exact same time that they passed the farm bill that's like trillions of dollars in or maybe billion billions of dollars in in subsidies and corporate welfare and special interest and no no normal just no citizen is going to know anything about a farm bill because it really is it should just be about what it says it's about but it's about so much more than that in in fact so much more that i even know i'm a novice when it comes to that kind of stuff but that's why every now and then i'll try to have somebody that really knows uh their politics uh come on and really tell us tell us how how it is at least how they think it is um it's fun though it's fun i think it's i think it's important to be somewhat hey somewhat interactive with politics and with your own sort of life and how it how it affects you but at the same time let's face it not everybody cares not everybody's going to have the time or the the uh the energy or even just the brain power yeah. to to really get into it so well, well think of how many people you've turned on through your stuff like just, i hope so just yeah just it. just being interested in in yeah maybe we can't change everything but if you know what's going on maybe you can make decisions for yeah. your family for yourself personally that are going to be more conducive to uh a happier life and we do just kind of like go along with things because it's easy. I always say like we're not really going to change anything in this country until cable is gone, until we can't buy gas, you know, things like that, things that we really need. Yeah. Until Starbucks isn't selling coffee anymore, you know, like sorry guys, the government says no. Like then people would have a we'd have a riot. So, keep them complacent. Yeah. I like that this all started this whole little thing you went on because I asked you how you prepare. Yeah, it's nothing to do with yeah. it. But I, I love don't, that. I don't, that's, that's see, the I don't prepare. Of I just talk. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, yeah. So, what made you think you'd be a good talk show host? Because I, I didn't think I would be, but I, I honestly, the reason I started a podcast was because I wanted people to get a better idea about. Uh, I'll do mine later. Um, I wanted to sort of have an give people an idea of really who I was, and not just who I am as a songwriter, as a performer. Even though that's definitely me, but it's I'm not acting the exact same way that I am like at dinner with friends or whatever. So it was it's and it's still a podcast. It's still a recording. It's still mm-hmm. something that's maybe going to be a little bit different because I know people are listening to you. You can't really get away from that. You can't sort of like see your own eyes, yeah, unless you look right. in a mirror. Right. So it's the closest thing to seeing your own eyes as I can get for people. I think yeah. it's just a free form podcast. Do you uh, ever edit yourself? Or are you just like, oh, man, I, I, I do sometimes, I, to be honest. Like, I probably do. Yeah. Um, just because it's, I don't know, there's so much that goes on in your mind. You shouldn't just say everything you think. Yeah. Or should you? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, it, it's funny that you talk about the podcast as a way to, like, get more of yourself out there. Right. Because uh, for years, I, I always had this pre you know, I grew, I'm 32, you're what, 37? Yep. By the time I was hitting those adolescents. Thanks, thanks, Damien. What? I mean, it's truth. I'm 32, ladies. You're 37. Okay, yeah, I'm 37. Let's go with that. No, um, so, but when I was coming up, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't Facebook. There was AOL chat room, message boards, and crappy GeoCity websites. 
Um, I because of your band MXPX and the label was on. Always, me and our group of friends always had these preconceived notions. And I get to meet you, and I'm like, fuck, all those were wrong. All those went right out the window. And I think a lot of people now probably have that because of this show. They're like, holy shit. I like, hope so. Yeah. Mike, Mike isn't this guy, and I want to apologize. Like publicly, I apologize oh, for thanks, you know all the shit we used to talk about your band when we were like <laughs> they're not really punk rock, and then now now this week listening to it and I'm like fuck I was so wrong I was so wrong. Well, it takes us a long time just in general to like just be, be come about the truth whatever that truth is you know because we're never gonna finally really reach the capital T right but just little things are revealed the more the longer we're on this earth and no. some of it is definitely bullshit for sure. <laughs> But uh, just having, I have my mind blown continually in life. Like, really, that exists? Or I always thought, that, I mean, the same thing. You know, I, I feel like I've done the same. You know, like not liking certain music or certain bands, or you know, you know, keeping it in the music realm of things, or or even just politics. You know, voting certain things. You know, like there's a perfect example of of how things aren't really the way they seem. In Washington State, where I live, we recently passed a law where we could have liquor be sold in in grocery stores instead of state-run stores. There wasn't really anything wrong with the state-run stores. They were great. You could get really pretty much what you wanted. It was good prices. It was just state-run, so you had to go to a certain store. It was usually only open on weekends till 10 or 11, and then it was closed on weekdays at 8. So it was like, okay whatever let's vote and have it like california where you can just get it in any store as long as they have the proper permits or whatever it seems like the here we are again there's yeah. always that sort of people wanting to control other people and what you do you know the greatest good for the greatest number which usually means less freedom less liberty um so i thought yeah that's cool let's let's go ahead and and vote yes on that and so Everybody I knew was like, yeah, let's vote yes. But come to, come to realize once this passes and now all these these state-run stores are closed, they've just basically doubled the tax on all liquor. Oh, wow. And so it's actually cheaper to go drink in a bar now, <laughs> But uh, which is kind of the opposite as it should be. You know, if you just want something for your house, you shouldn't have to pay double the price of Right, you know, yeah, of retail. So it really is just about double. It is, and to me, that's very disingenuous. It's wrong of of whoever these lawmakers are doing this. It it it's a punishment, I think. For oh, you're taking this business away from us. You want to take you want to take matters into your own hands, people. You want to make change for yourself, people. Well, you're going to pay for it. And I think a lot of that kind of like here with the dispensaries with recreational. Uh, recreational cannabis is kind of the same thing. The taxes are very high. They're kind of making you pay for it. Like, oh, really? Okay. You you want to have your fun, you're going to pay for it. And they do this with a lot of these sort of sin taxes. And, and uh, a lot of it has to do with a lot, the lobbyists and the bigger companies. If If they're not getting a piece of it, then they can hurt those businesses and then their businesses are okay. Um, and, and it's not just like liquor and marijuana it has to do with small business too like a small restaurant or something uh the regulations they they have like a lot uh, even even just a retail store probably has a lot more regulations not more regulations than a corporation but uh corporations can of course pay the all those fees and keep their their sprinkler systems in compliance and 
in that. So going back to sort of uh, the, the reason I started this rant, <laughs> uh, the liquor laws, you know, things aren't always as they seem in, uh, in all areas of life. So I, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, I got it. But it pisses me off. I feel so duped in that whole scenario. With and, and now that just makes me want to know more when I'm voting for a local law. Because local laws are really, let's face it, president, vice president, all that, it's, gonna, it's such a, a giant pool of people and in, in special interest. Uh, but when you have these local bills, these local laws that are yes and no, you really can kind of dictate you know not dictate you can you your vote does matter i think it's a much smaller pool of people it's uh it's your peers it's your residents your local citizens your neighbors and so i feel like that's important to really know what those laws are actually saying don't just believe what the commercial says or whatever because everything's skewed one way or the other depending on who's saying saying what so, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things listening to your show that, again, that caught me off guard, but I'm glad it's up there, was um, there was a large amount of, in the Charlie Paulson episode on the Goldfinger tour you did, uh, you guys were smoking a lot, or maybe in that <laughs> one episode, and I was like, whoa, yeah. really? I, I, I was like, he's doing it in public, on the radio, whatnot. I, you were smoking, right? Was yeah, you? I was, okay. yeah. <laughs> that, that's really great. Like, I think that's cool, because they're, um, like, how hard is it for you to be open with something like that when you... Yeah, I think the main thing is, like, when... I think about, okay, maybe my parents are going to listen to this yeah. or whatever, or, or even my, my wife's parents or something. But uh, for the most part, it's like, I don't necessarily just like flaunt it or talk about it all the time, right. like just to, but, but to not like hide something. That's the main thing for me, not hiding, because I don't have any shame in that. Like, uh, I don't have a problem. Like, I just, I do it when I want to. And <laughs> Brian's like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I'm an adult drinking. I feel like drinking and drinking's worse. I mean, right. it's it my is. opinion, but it, it's people have such a, a demonization, a vilification of of because um, it's a drug. But for me, liquor is a drug. Right. And I mean, I, I drink a pot of coffee a day. That's a drug. That's a drug. Every, you know, so many things we take enhance our lives in different ways: caffeine, vitamins, uh, you know, healthy food. If you want to say like. Things that will affect how you mm-hmm. go about your day. Food. Food affects how you go about your day. So, I mean, you know, it's, to me, it's all, it's all together. It's all part of this life. And uh, <clears throat> we all know what's good and bad for us. And sometimes we choose to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. A lot right. of times we do. Yeah. Just like That's I have nothing time. wrong with going out and having a drink. I know if I did that every night, which I have in the past, uh, for for many weeks straight, uh, or even months and years, you know, to an extent, having a drink, at least one drink every night, I've done that. It's horrible. It makes me feel like I just can't do it at my age, I guess. It's a young man's game. I always talk about the young man's game. But, uh, yeah, it's just growing, growing up, growing in different directions, learning about the world. And so I have absolutely all uh, a lot of love for yeah. cannabis. <laughs> what is the uh, fan reaction like to when they get to know the real you? Because I'm sure, like, before the Internet, they put you, like, I can imagine, because I had friends that would put you and your band on a pedestal. They're like, oh, man, they're such, I, I don't even know how to phrase it right, but uh, they think so highly of you, and then you might not meet those expectations. Yeah. Um, what is that? 
you know, it's always it's always been that way for us, no matter what. So yeah. this is just a new a new era. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I to be honest, like I I started smoking cigarettes uh, when I was in late high school, and you know, I'd do the whole thing. You know, you go at your friends and during lunch and go out across the street away from the school. You know, it was just because like when I was working at this this pizza place, we got to go have smoke breaks. So. My buddy smoked. I would go out yeah. and hang with him. So I just started taking drags, and you get this little buzz, and the next thing you know, you're smoking. But I, I, I never, I smoked for years and years and years, but I never really did it. Like I would never smoke a whole pack a right. day or anything. It was just like a couple a day, maybe. But uh, I would be on tour, hiding in the van, you know, because I didn't want people to see me smoke or whatever. And I just hate, I always hated that. You know, I always hated hiding who I was. And it's like, I guess at 37 or even, you know, it's been longer than that of course when I've kind of been living a freer less guilty life but I guess it it, once you realize that you know what really matters is are you happy you know and the people that are around you if they don't like what you're doing and you know whether or not it's a good thing you know whether or not you are doing something you shouldn't be and it may be valid it may not be depending so I'm not here to judge on that. But for me, I feel like, yeah, there's plenty of stuff wrong I've done in my life. But uh, I always try to try to uh, be open about everything I do. And uh, I don't even know. It's, yeah, it's such a, it's just a strange world to live in where, you, where you're thinking about what other people think. But it's just a little bit. Everybody has that. You're your friends, family. You care about what they think. Yeah. Just have, you know, as a... As a a musician, a songwriter. I have a little bit bigger, bigger family, a little right. bit bigger <laughs> pool of friends. Uh, I just don't care. I mean, once I realized that it was what I thought in my life wasn't necessarily what other people thought, and that was okay. Yeah, that's it. it really is um, humbling, but also just yeah. freeing and. Uh, Relief, yeah, a lot of relief. That's one of the things I like. One of the things that surprised me when I met you, and even still, still now, I still like about you is that how humble you are. I mean, you guys were kings of Warp Tour once upon a time. You <laughs> sold, I don't know how many records, but I assume in the thousands. Couple and thousands. Uh, here you are. You're just a cool, cool, chill, <laughs> laid back dude. How have you uh, stayed a cool, chill, laid back kind of? I guy? think everybody is who they are, and, and oh. you can change as a person a little bit, but for the most part, you become. You kind of are who you are because of your childhood, because of what you've gone through. And you can go through other things in your adult life that change that, too. Uh, it's For me, I, I think I've just always been definitely a dick to, to, to some people. but <laughs> I, I, I've had Chuck Reagan. I told Chuck Reagan, I'm like, dude, you're the nicest guy ever. And he's like, I can be an asshole if I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. So everybody is. Yeah. So, I mean, aside from that, people are are kind of who they are and eventually you're going to see that mm-hmm. so i feel like with the podcast especially uh, it may take me a little while to sort of find my niche and find my voice and how to talk and how to get the point across that yeah. i want to get across and sometimes i don't even know but yeah it's going to come out who you are and yeah. i think that's it doesn't matter if you're rich poor I mean, money does change you in a lot of ways, but there's plenty of times where it doesn't. So mm-hmm. I think the people that that, are, that get super famous, that are assholes, they kinda, they're just kind of assholes anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
and this is of course a generalization and uh, i always i th- i feel like i've made mental notes on uh, to myself on my podcast to not over over explain things when <laughs> when i make a point but it, also other things could be true i'm always like oh well this could be true too but you know what fuck it just make yeah. your point everybody knows everybody gets that it's not like the be all end all of of uh reality what when i'm talking so yeah yeah so there's my got, ego again yeah, thinking like, that i you know but it's a modest around. it's a modest ego of yes. sorts i guess i don't know um so you have a kid now you're married with kid how married old is kid? with kid almost one year wow It'll be one, yeah very soon how, how scary is it having a kid now it's not scary at all <laughs> I, it's, it was definitely uh I think, like anything, you kind of once you realize it's it's happening, you, you're forced to you're forced to grow up in a lot of ways. In other ways, I mean, I still get to come out here on tour and yeah, be be my own kid, <laughs> um, visit dispensaries, whatever it is, and, and just enjoy life. But uh, I enjoy life at home with my family too. So it's it's all things. You know, I'm hardly ever not enjoying life. It just Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you're feeling great. It's like anything. Yeah. Yeah. How has it changed you at all being a father? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know if I could personally answer that. Okay. I think somebody else maybe. I think I'm probably a little more careful. I. I think, I go home a little more often. I I do go out all the time. I mean, I, I'm not going to bars all the time or anything, but I'll go out and I, I do go out and record and I'm away from home even when I'm not on tour, uh, doing solo stuff, doing recording, out work, I work out quite a, quite a lot, not all the time, but I work out a lot and I, I don't really do that at home. I do it away from home. So I, I feel like I get enough me time, dude time with my buddies to where like, when I am with my family, like I really try to focus in on that. Yeah. So you're a family man now. You're 37, as we've mentioned several times now. My apologies. We'll, we'll <laughs> edit that into a. Uh, I don't. Work. I actually have been so enjoying my yeah. 30s, and I've yeah, never been happier. It's been great. I'm only 32, but so far, it's oh, the so best far, years so ever. good. Yeah. 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 Um, does it feel silly to get up on that stage and sing all these silly little teenage songs that you wrote as a 19 year old kid? Usually not. Every now, I mean it. it at times it does when I really think about like some of the lyrics that I'm singing <laughs> but I kind of I've gotten past that like I've kind of driven through that smoke screen which is there's always these doubts there's always this resistance that happens in all of our lives where you're doing something that you're putting yourself out there a little bit um, you're being creative you're performing you're, you're in front of other people and I've kind of just realized that you know what if you're going to do this just do it. Enjoy. You can't change the past. You can only embrace the good things about the past and learn from the bad, learn from the good too, and, and move on. And that's kind of how I approach MXPX. Uh, Tom and Yuri aren't touring full time, but they're still they're still supportive of what I'm doing, and they come and do you know a show or two every year. So I feel good about all that. And then coming back and doing these songs, it's just co- about confidence and not letting that those those negative voices crowd in because they will if you let it it's just all about mental preparedness when it comes to putting yourself out there just you can't you can't dwell on the bad you got to dwell on the good 
you got to think, okay, yeah, somebody will hate us. There's, we're not for everybody. But the people that love it, love it. And that's why you're here. Yeah. Period. Just yeah. like I don't love every band that I necessarily see live. But uh, somebody does. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Do you get, uh, what, what kind of outlet do you get from Tumble Down that you don't get from MXPX? Well, definitely, you know, a lot of drinking songs and yeah. stuff. We that that yeah, drink tons of drinking songs. <laughs> but I, I kind of feel like it was. I'm just free to just do anything, not punk rock. Even though it's actually pretty punk rock if, yeah. you, if you see a show. But uh, I came, I came, I approached it from the other way, like from just let's just put a, put together these songs and and uh, have some drinks and have fun. It's always always been about fun, but so is MXPX, I guess. Yeah, um, MXPX is definitely more just straight positive vibes, um, angst, frustration, growing up, relationship, everything. Yeah. yeah. Does that stuff ever leave you? I don't think so. Okay. I, well, I guess good. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's I don't think enough. so. I, th- I think in some ways maybe it's just like like anything. You push ahead. You push through it, and. Uh, you know, it's a nostalgia thing too, for sure. Nowadays, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's wrap this up because you got a meet and greet to do. So you've traveled the world, you've done so much. What else is there left for you to do? Oh, tons left to do. What's What's next for Mike? I mean, I would definitely. I'm I'm doing a, a solo album. That That'll be new for me. And some would argue I've done other solo albums, Arthur. Cooties, Cooties wasn't really solo. I mean, but all the bands that I've been in, I've written most of the songs. MXPX, I've written literally all the songs except a couple I've co-written. Uh, Tumble Down, same. Uh, wrote all the songs. So in, but you know, you have people along the way that are sort of contributing to uh, what I'm doing. So even even with the solo album I'm doing, there's going to be people playing on it. I don't play drums well. I'm not, you know. So, uh, but I just feel like you know what. It's time to just put something out with your name on it. Um, not as an ego thing, but as a purely smart decision. Uh, because I do a lot of solo shows, mm-hmm. and I don't have anything to sell. So, got to do it. Cool. Uh, and where people can find the Mike Herrera Hour, MikeHerrera.net? Yes. Uh, yeah, Koto. I actually have a, a website. You can find anything. You can find my podcast, Mike Herrera Hour. You can find... The MXPX site, TumbleDown site, Legionnaire site, McClellan yeah. Company. So, yeah. You're jacked into everything. MyCareer.net. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there, Mike? Just, thanks for having me. And yeah. uh, Let's do this again. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, I have so much stuff prepared that oh, we'll we do barely, it again. barely even touched Well, on. you should come on my I podcast. Will. Do I have to come to Bremerton and do it? No, we'll do Skype. Okay, we can do Skype. I'm down. Cool. Maybe maybe float some of your feet. Like you can ask me some yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. it would be just like this. Yeah, yeah. Because I I don't know. I'd have. To I don't ask think questions. you asked me too many questions. It was I just, more just you know. I'd make a statement and then you just talk. It was great. I do ask now and then questions, but it doesn't seem maybe like planned questions. Yeah. just curious. Yeah, I, I have planned questions, but uh, tonight I tried not. I to, liked your questions blow, actually. So, yeah, I get that a lot. If I had a dollar for every time, I'd have probably about twenty bucks. That's nice. I don't know. <laughs> send send Damien some some questions and money. Yeah, yeah. I, if if they just ret- retweet when they like my interviews, that'd make me happy. Share, retweet, <laughs> go rate and review, rate and review everything. Always appreciate it. All right. Well, Mike, I'm excited to see the show tonight. I've never seen MXPX. Awesome. I'm a little. I'm a little. I apologize for never seeing you guys, but I'm excited that tonight's the first time. Hey, it's first time for everything. Yeah. All right, Let's man. Push ahead.
Well, I'll let you go do your meet and greet. We'll uh, see you here in a minute. Excellent. Hi, right, buddies. Thanks again to Mike for hanging out and chatting with us. Mike, I'm going to take you up on that offer. Let's get me on that show. Buddies, if you like uh, what you heard today and you want to hear a little bit more, let's uh, see what we can do to make that happen. And, Mike, next time you're in Denver, you know, I know you did your own little video podcast, which I'm going to link over at mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Maybe next time we can uh, do something like that together. I mean, I, I, I got I got to, like, try to ride somebody's coattails because mine aren't getting me far enough. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Again, visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. you find all the information and links and whatnot to Mike Herrera and all his many, many, many projects. Mike, next time, buddy, buddy, we're going to just chit-chat the night away. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about, buddies. Got so much cold medicine burning a hole through my head right now. Woo! I'm out of control. I'm out of control, buddies. Uh, anyways, so I'm going to go ahead and quit rambling. Oh, I just want to add that, man, I'm super stoked to live in Denver because of the last month, the last weekend of January, Every year, it's a huge snowboarding convention that goes on, uh, industry snowboarding convention thing. And there's always really, really killer secret shows. So at the same time, this MXPX Alistair show is going on at the Bluebird Theater here in Denver. Uh, afterwards, show was over just early enough that we sped across town and got to catch uh, Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys playing a new set with his band and playing a ton of Dead Kennedy songs. And, man, it was pretty epic. Uh, I got to say, you know... Um, Never thought that would ever happen again in my life. But, uh, okay, guys, we're going to go ahead and end this episode out with an MXPX song. It's my favorite MXPX song. I think you're going to like it, too. It's I'm okay. You're okay. We'll see you in the funny pages. All right, buddies. (laughs) 